So this chap with Ryan O'Leary, uh, we, we did in his camper van, uh, which was parked probably 20 minutes away from my mum and dad's house. He is currently restoring an old yacht um, and he has big, big plans to, I'll not spoil the story, but sail around the world and surf all the big surf spots. Uh, so Ryan is a massive surfer. Um, so yeah, he has big grand plans. Um, which we chatted about in the back of his camper. We did plan to do it outside, but it was raining, so we couldn't do that. Um, but I brought him a spaghetti bolognese, so it was all good. So we had dinner and then had a good catch-up. Um, so Ryan uh, is kind of one of those people is just good at every single water sport there is, um, from surfing, sailing, uh, windsurfing, kiteboarding, uh you name it he he has done it and he is pretty good at it so at the minute his big thing is surfing um so he's um if you check out his instagram like he has some really sick photos of um getting some really nice waves so uh i'm sure there's like a surf terminology i should have used there like getting barreled or something um which i think ryan uses in our chat but i'm not really a surfer so i can't uh i can't i can't use those words um but anyway, I think it's a, just a the chat just covers a really nice uh, story of Ryan's uh, life so far in terms of using the coastline for recreation and then also his plans for the future. Um, so yeah, I hope you enjoy our coastal catch up, and I will catch you soon. It's all about marine and the coastal sea, aquatic life. Everything in between So sit on down And take a seat Coastal catch-ups With a stampede I'm going to start off by asking you What are you doing here? <laughs> in a van? In a van, in the rain In uh, in Ring Hattie Cruising Club um, So I am... Here because this time last year I bought a 37 foot um, endurance, which is a blue water uh, long kill cruising boat. Mm-hmm. And I've been rebuilding it for the last year in weather very similar to this. Yeah, so as you can see outside, it's not that, not that pleasant. No. But we have your van. Just take shelter in, so it works. Okay. Yeah, yeah, it has been. Uh, yeah, my shelter from from the elements. Yeah, apart so. from a few leaks. In apart the from <laughs> yeah, apart from a, a leak that has sprung in the last few weeks. <laughs> yeah. Um. So how's the boat going? How's the the boat has yeah it's going well. Um. So I've rebuilt the deck on it, which was heavily leaking. Mm-hmm. There was around a thousand um holes in it that were all leaking, which um was there from an original teak deck that mm-hmm. had been screwed on and then uh, that had been lifted and um a previous owner glued a new teak deck down mm-hmm. and that adhesive the resin that they used was very hard and brittle and over time um with the flexing of the deck mm-hmm. all of those screw holes that the original uh, teak deck had been screwed in with um they all started to leak mm-hmm. so um I didn't know it when I bought the boat and as I was basically digging for anything that I could fix, I found, <laughs> I found this. 
But yeah, now it's dry and um, I've just epoxy primed it and I'm going to sail it down to Dublin um, at the end of this month or kind of early October mm -hmm. where I'm going to refit the interior. And hopefully in the springtime, I'll um, go for a sail. Um, all the skills that require someone to buy a boat like that and do it up, did you have the skills already or are you learning on the job? Um, I'm... <laughs> I guess... You can big yourself up here, yeah. Ryan. Like, yeah, I know everything already. So, uh, no, I didn't know all of the skills. However, I, I like worked with all of the materials that I'm using before, just yep. on kind of smaller scales. Yeah. So around like two years ago, I started to make surfboards. Mm -hmm. And so you're working with um, fiberglass and mm -hmm. polyester resin and epoxy resin. Mm -hmm. um, and yeah, it's it's very similar to that, other mm -hmm. than that the fiberglass that you're using is like much, um, much higher uh, strength. Yeah. And um, yeah, it's it's a little bit... In some ways, it's easier to use. In some ways, it's a little bit harder. Yeah. But yeah. on the boat, it's nice because you just want to use as much as possible. You're yeah. not worried about weight. Yeah. Uh, well, whereas if you use a little bit too yeah. much. Whoops. My bad. Is that your bedtime alarm? That's my bedtime alarm. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, with the boat, you can use as much resin as you kind of deem necessary. Yeah. Whereas with a surfboard, you're trying to keep things as light as possible. Yeah. And yeah, like a few times I've like spent a few weeks making a surfboard and I picked it up and I was just like, oh, this thing is a dud. <laughs> I think it's really heavy. It's really heavy, yeah. yeah. There's just like too much weight in the nose or or the tail, and you just know that it's not. It just doesn't feel right. Yeah. Even though it might only be like like a hundred grams here or there, yeah. like it just doesn't feel good or like it doesn't look good. Yeah. And you kind of waste all the time. Hmm. So yeah, this has been an. Uh, a very different experience but at yeah. the end of the day it's like basically yeah. building with with resin and fiberglass so okay a lot of similarities okay um so this is what you're doing now and then mm. i think we'll come back to this at the end when we're talking about your future plans but uh yeah let's start from the beginning start from the beginning <laughs> man yeah um yeah. So, so um yeah well i guess yeah the beginning is why i've ended up in this spot right now as well so we're we gonna start no, no, we're within half an hour can we do it <laughs> hopefully anyway um yeah so i actually learned how to sail originally i'm from dublin mm -hmm. uh grew up in house and um i learned to sail in strangford dock mm -hmm. so i think the first time i came up here i was six years old Okay. And I stayed with the Gilmores, yeah. and um, yeah, I went out sailing with Robbie and his uncle Ted yeah. uh, in a Pico, and we went around an island, and I just was totally overwhelmed. <laughs> in a good way? In a great way, yeah, yeah in good. a great way. Well, the Gilmores are so good at, uh, at teaching people how to sail. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. I, I was taught as well <laughs> by the Gilmores, so... Uh... Oh, man. They must make good sailors, right? Yeah, 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 they do. <laughs> <laughs> um, and then, yeah, pretty much like every year after that, I did the sailing course in Strangford mm -hmm. and spent like a few weeks slash the whole summer uh, up with them. Uh -huh. And yeah, like, I guess they're to blame for pretty much all my problems <laughs> now. 
so like after after sailing after the course uh my mum and heather would tow us around on the back of the on the back of lobster yeah and their little uh kind of tender like slash skiff um and they towed me and robbed around on an old windsurfing board Uh uh and then also who um heather's mum vera Mm -hmm. robbie's granny she taught us how to like use all the tools that were in the glider shed right so i like to sing remember like she had this book of instructions of like how to use a saw how to use a hammer how to hold a nail how to use a hand drill and and i can like still picture all of those like instructions yeah that she like laid out for robbie and um me and robbie would yeah spend hours in the glider shed like just hacking things um and yeah that like took me right up until like i was 13 14 years old Mm -hmm. um and my sister she learned to sail in dublin Mm -hmm. and we started to race together Mm -hmm. when we were well we we sailed together for every summer really Mm -hmm. um and we started racing together we traveled to sweden over to the uk all around ireland Mm -hmm. um doing events and yeah we had we had really good fun and then we stopped sailing together when we were in i think i was maybe 13 mm-hmm. um and myself and a friend lewis we bought a 49er okay well we, well yeah we did actually buy it i think yeah. we bought a second hand for for this is uh the olympic class this boat. is the olympic yes. class boat when yeah and i was tiny like <laughs> really, really small and um yeah, it was after an event in Sweden where, like, the event actually got cancelled because it was too windy. Mm-hmm. And, or sorry, the day of racing got cancelled because it was too windy. And we were looking out and we could see windsurfers out blasting around and uh, guys, like, racing skiffs. And we were like, mm-hmm. that looks sweet. Mm-hmm. And we weren't allowed to go sailing. So we were kind of like, oh, like, maybe there's something else that we can do. Did you want more freedom? Is that most <laughs> what you wanted, man? That's the, the eternal yeah. quest. Yeah. Um, so we bought a 49er and we were too small for it. He, well, he was, he was very tall. He was like six foot four or six foot six. And, but yeah, we were just too small of a crew. And, um, he was like, I actually have some windsurfing equipment. Um, and he had a house on a beach. Uh So we just started taking out a little sail and his board. And we were just like, wow, this is, this is class. Yeah. So we were like sailing on the weekends. And if it was too windy to go sailing, we'd go at windsurfing. And, um, yeah, we like just fell in love. Like, I think I like wore a little shorty wetsuit all year round. Like I just couldn't get out of the water. Yeah. Um, and yeah, did that for a couple of years. And we like kept going out in offshore winds. Mm-hmm. Uh, the beach was like pretty safe at low tide. There was like a really good sandbar. Mm-hmm. So we had like really flat water and a couple of times we went out when the wind was southerly because we like couldn't drive or anything. We'd like have to go out from his house. Yeah. And when the wind was southerly, it was offshore and we like a couple of times when it was really windy, we'd like have a few hairy moments getting blown out to sea and we'd like have to swim back in. And we were like, oh, there's definitely like a place that we can go where it's like onshore wind. Yeah. And so we like begged our parents to <laughs> swing us around to Jolly Mount Beach. Okay. Which, um, was onshore in a southerly wind 
And we didn't realize that there'd actually be waves on that beach. Yeah. So this is like a whole kind of new experience mm -hmm. of like being involved in waves, like, like breaking waves. Sailors, you don't really deal with it that much, yeah. like, unless it's kind of strange conditions. Mm -hmm. And with windsurfing, like, you can, like, jump, like, into the air. You can, like, wave ride similar to surfing. Mm -hmm. And so this was like a whole new experience for us. And we absolutely loved it. And then that kind of, like, took me up to, like, I was around 16. Mm -hmm. And I made some really good friends with some of the older guys that were like quite good at it. Mm -hmm. And they would take me over to the West mm -hmm. of Ireland. Is there about 40 year olds that your mum was worried about? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. These are the much older guys. Um, are you still in contact with them? Like, are you still, still in contact with yeah, them? Yeah, yeah. yeah. I still bump into them all the time. Um, and there was another guy who was similar. He was maybe six years older than me. His mm -hmm. name was Mike Clancy. Mm -hmm. And he was actually a professional windsurfer. Okay. So he was in college at the time. Um, and he was, he got onto the pro tour when I was 17. Mm -hmm. and that was like, this was in waves. Mm -hmm. So, uh, he'd like go to the Canary Islands. He went to Hawaii. Um, and yeah, he was like just kind of an idol of mine, basically. Okay. Um, and I'd go away with him and his dad, and his dad was a really good photographer. Because uh -huh. dad is a really good photographer, uh, Michael Clancy. And um, so, yeah, that was like, I had like a few years with him where like he really pushed me like, and yeah. it was really amazing Yeah. to have like kind of an older guy. And there was another a few guys like Oshin Van Gelderen, who's the Irish National Speed Sailing Champion. Okay. It's like, I think he's like 14 times. Irish wave sailing champion, like he's okay. an amazing windsurfer. Um, but so I would go away with them and um, yeah, have like really like great experiences like in these waves, like pushing myself. Um, and then when I was seventeen, unfortunately Mikey passed away. Okay. Um, and I kind of like fell out of love with windsurfing after okay. that. Uh, well, no, I still loved it, but it just became like a kind of hard sport for me to do because of my relationship with Mikey. Yeah. So but you were always doing it with him, and it was yeah, yeah, okay. And like, it was no no one's fault other than my own. Like, I just kind yeah. of yeah, it just like reminded me of him all the time. Yeah, like, yeah. So that's that's fair enough, I think. Yeah. Yeah. So and uh, guys that I grew up with, they uh, were kite surfing. Mm -hmm. So. I just, I decided that I'd learn to kite surf. Yeah. And that was really good fun because I was going away with like guys that I'd grown up with since I was like really small, like mm -hmm. five, six years old. Mm -hmm. Um, and like the parties were really fun. Like we were like 18, 19, like we we're in college. We had cars so we could go to like wherever it was good. Yeah. And I was kite surfing with a surfboard, uh, because it's kind of similar to windsurfing. Okay. And it was like, it was just really good fun. Can I can I ask how do you keep the board on your feet when you jump? Yeah. <laughs> how does that? So, I actually watched a video of you doing this. There's a video of you. Yeah, yeah. So if you Google Ryan O'Leary, there's a video. Um, and you jumped and it just looked like it was stuck to your foot. And I. So yeah, I you don't use straps. Yeah. So you just use like a normal surfboard, and when you jump, you angle the board into the wind. Okay. And the wind, literally, like makes your makes the board stick to your feet That's okay. so you're like using physics and it's I don't know. a lot of skill i'd say as well 
Um, yeah, like it just comes naturally. You ran it. It's a lot of muscle memory. Like once you get it right, like you're just like, oh my god, like this is not going anywhere. And so something that I never like, I've done it a few times. Like when you're rotating, like doing like front rows or back rows, and you have the board stick to your feet the whole time. Like the feeling is just like you've nailed it. Yeah, that board isn't going anywhere. That's really nice. And and then with kite surfing, I started getting into more like surfy waves. Uh-huh. So like waves that barreled and point breaks. Like with windsurfing, and you just kind of wanted like a wave that was long and yeah. like you could just go as fast as you could down yeah. the line mm-hmm. and like you could overtake all these like sections. But really, like you were kind of missing a lot of the wave because mm-hmm. you were just going down the face. Yeah. But with, with kite surfing, you're kind of a little bit more surf style. Okay staying in the pocket and I spent a month in Cape Verde uh-huh. um, with a couple of guys and they were surfers and uh-huh. I really wanted to like get barreled out there but I had no idea kind of like how to get barreled with my kite. Okay and the then bar- barreled is when the wave comes right over and it barrel, looks like a barrel is that exactly is yeah that it? so you're traveling underneath the lip yeah. of the wave so the wave needs to have a few kind of different characteristics it needs to be like heavy enough and um, so that the lip like actually goes over yeah. uh over itself uh-huh. and uh, it needs to be like big enough tall enough uh-huh. fast enough so you can travel inside okay. and it's it's a crazy feeling that yeah. like i don't know i couldn't do justice right yeah. to describe you get good photos as well don't you yeah <laughs> it looks cool yeah it does it looks amazing yeah. like um so that was kind of like my first little sense of um like surfing and like surfing good enough waves that barreled mm-hmm. and but i still yeah i still like kite surfing a lot and then me and my sister, we like worked away for a few summers. I was working on boats mm-hmm. and uh, not like surfing, not kite surfing, not well, I was sailing, but not in like a competitive way. Mm-hmm. And uh, we decided that we'd head down to Cape Town mm-hmm. for a few, um, well, for a month or two. Mm-hmm. And I was going to do a few of my uh, tickets to work on boats. Mm-hmm. And she just uh, wanted to kind of uh, chill out and figure things out. Yeah. Um, so we went over there, three of us went over and then I was joined by another friend, uh, Owen mm-hmm. and, uh, Kerry wanted to learn to kite surf and mm-hmm. I just wanted to kite surf as well. Mm-hmm. We lived on the beach and it was like the wind would start off 15 knots every morning and then it would like pretty rapidly increase to like 40 knots. Mm-hmm. So after two weeks of kite surfing and 40 knots i was black and blue and <laughs> i just didn't want to kite surf anymore <laughs> i was wrecked um and then carrie really wanted to like find a beach that we could just like chill out on like mm-hmm. just i don't know eat food have a few drinks mm-hmm. and just chill out mm-hmm. um so we went searching and at the end of all these like kind of little trails around uh, cape town there was these amazing beaches and every time that we'd like arrive there, we'd like meet surfers mm-hmm. um, and they were lovely little sheltered beaches with like really, really good waves. Mm-hmm. And, like um, guys were getting barreled, guys were doing sick turns, like yeah. little airs. And I had my surfboard from using it with Kaiden mm-hmm. and my friend Andrew and Turley, they had brought surfboards as well. 
mm-hmm. uh, and Kerry actually she started surfing then too and yeah a few weeks of like trying to learn to surf like got a couple of like kind of good waves mm-hmm. and just really decided well my friend Owen that I was with we both mm-hmm. decided that we would learn to surf okay that was it that was so the decision that was made. it yeah that was decision made um so when we yeah when we got home I was just like right like I have my car and my board and I just started to spend every weekend out west yeah um and then yeah met some like really amazing people with a similar kind of mindset mm-hmm. and um yeah they're like my best friends yeah. now like feels like I've known them for years in terms of mindset do you mean similar hobbies or what do you mean by that similar mindset so the reason why I wanted to surf was to get barreled yeah and like there's a few documentaries that I watched uh-huh. uh, about surfers in Ireland uh-huh. one of them uh, is Fergal Smith's documentary well it's a kind of web series called Crown. Uh-huh. so he is a surfer slash farmer uh-huh. and and um, there's like amazing footage of him that his brother took where he's surfing it's all just in Ireland and mm. it's like in Sligo down in Clare and like I didn't believe that waves like this existed okay. in Ireland slash anywhere in the world uh-huh. and I was like this is right on my doorstep it's like yeah. a two and a half hour drive from Dublin like why am I doing this like yeah. uh, I've watched the series like 20 times it's <laughs> it's class and then there's other uh, movies like a movie called Litmus and it's about um a few like professional surfers there's one section that there's um this famous american guy and he's surfing waves that are also like just wild yeah. and it's up in bundorn and you're like what the hell <laughs> this exists here like, yeah. so there was a few things that like i i kind of built up an idea of in my head mm-hmm. and about what surfing is mm-hmm. and when i started i was like this is what i want to do yeah and yeah so the guys that i hang around with now like they want to surf these waves too yeah. they've watched these growing up they, yeah. they're obsessed with yeah. like these waves um and they also just love to go camping yeah like sleep in the van um like as soon as we finish work like we're going wherever the waves we think yeah. are going to be the yeah. best for the weekend it doesn't yeah. matter where we live like we'll drive four or five six hours yeah i'll drive from like Cork up to Donegal, like yeah. uh, to go there. Like. Uh-huh. So I guess that's what I mean by a similar yeah. mindset. It's kind of like uh, a hunt for. Yeah, it's part of it. It's like yeah, you know, that's kind of you drive all night, you sleep for a few hours. Yeah. It's been like it's been like a cliche, the hunt for a perfect wave, isn't it? But it's actually it's, totally it's true. It's, it's totally a yeah. cliche. Yeah, yeah, like yeah, and like yeah, if you if I talk about it. It's hard not to say it's like an addict. Yeah. <laughs> like, like I am that cheesy fucking yeah, yeah. point break person. Like, um, but at the end of the day, it's like um, just about pushing like my skills. Yeah. To like that's what the reward is. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, it's it's on top of like it being like a dream. It's also really good fun. Yeah. Doing it with friends. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Um. So like there is like a like yeah a great sense of community yeah. at all these places and mm-hmm. um everyone is there to surf these waves like to 
they're all there to do the same thing. Yeah. And yeah. we're not just kind of going to surf a couple of waves. It's yeah. like, oh, this is like a passion. Yeah. That we like yeah. work really hard to be able to like do most weekends. Yeah. And so, yeah. And then for some stupid reason, I decided to buy Bose last year. <laughs> this is distracting the hunt <laughs> yeah, for the is, perfect wave. Right? Yeah. Um, this is a major distraction. Um, the, the, the surfing then, um, it's obviously something you'll want to continue to do. Um, is there any times that you've felt scared on the water when you're about to catch a wave and you're like, this is maybe a bridge too far or is it all being adrenaline fueled and doesn't matter? Or? No, there's definitely seen a few times that I've like scared myself to death. <laughs> um, I guess, yeah, like, there's a few places that I've surfed, like Mullockmore, um, Aliens Wave, which is at the Cliffs Mower, mm-hmm. um, Riley's, and, um, yeah, just like, I guess, you do get humbled, like, mm-hmm. you have this rush, like, on a Friday afternoon, it's like, oh my god, like, I'm finished work, I'm yeah. gonna go. And like get the wave of my life and then you paddle out and you realize it's like eight foot <laughs> ten foot uh maybe even 12 foot and you're like what the hell am i doing <laughs> why am i out here i do not have the skills to be here yeah. um and sure enough like a wave lands on your head and like it's the worst thing you've ever experienced and mm-hmm. um yeah like it's it is a very like humbling experience yeah. like you, you don't really take things for granted when that happens because yeah. you're like at the mercy of like an unstoppable force yeah um so yeah it is always nice to like sorry it's not nice to get that wake-up call but you do get put in your place and yeah. i guess it's happened to all of us so many times now that like something like you do get caught out or something yeah. happens to someone and like I guess people see like that people might just be like, Oh, you're just an adrenaline junkie or mm-hmm. you take crazy risks for like, just for in search of this reward. Mm-hmm. But like we train, uh, with the Irish Toast Surf Rescue every year. Like mm-hmm. we know our first aid, like we know what to do when stuff goes wrong. Yeah. And like I free dive. So my breath holds are good. Mm-hmm. Well, they're okay. <laughs> They're never good enough. Um, and like you do all these things together. So with your friends mm-hmm. and like you build up trust, like with them and you know that like mm-hmm. if something goes wrong, they'll be there mm-hmm. or that you'll be there for them. Mm-hmm. And like you do build up this high level of trust and you do minimize the risks. Like no one wants to get hurt. Yeah. No one wants to be the one that like ends the session early because like you've done something stupid yeah, yeah. you've made the wrong decision um and like when you're surfing like these waves you like no one would be out there if they didn't think that they would be able to surf them yeah obviously like you don't know until you go yeah uh about your skills but like yeah if any normal person went out they'd be scared to death mm-hmm. and like i don't know there's yeah. been plenty of times where I've been like, it's too big today when yeah. you, you, you can't like, you can't really fake mm-hmm. yeah. 
It's almost like you're describing a team sport here. Mm. Whereas I always thought in my head surfing was quite individual. I suppose it is at the end of the day, you're the only one on the wave. But yeah. you're describing, like, looking out for each other and, uh, yeah. It's, uh, would you, is that, is I, that we community? Does that apply, I suppose? For sure, yeah, yeah, yeah. I think, yeah, I think that's probably, like, that, that describes very well. There is a small little community mm-hmm. of people that love to do this. And like you are absolutely delighted. Well, I'm absolutely delighted if a friend gets a good wave. Yeah. Like it's never like you're stoked for them. Yeah. And if you get a good wave yourself, like it's a bonus. Yeah. But like sometimes you paddle out and you don't get any waves. It's yeah. like it's not your day. Like a wave might come through, you pull out because you're scared mm-hmm. or like you're tired or mm-hmm. I don't know. It might just not be your day. Mm-hmm. But. If your friend gets a good one, you're absolutely delighted for them. Yeah. You, yeah, you are jealous that they got one, but yeah. like, um, there is a big team aspect too, surfing yeah. like yeah. bigger waves, and mm-hmm. yeah, I, yeah, it is a little team, yeah, uh, that we go out with them, yeah, nice. If you haven't already, make sure you subscribe to the Coastal Catch Up newsletter, where you can keep up to date with all the new episodes. You can do it at www coastalcatchups.com now back to the episode how long have you been held down by a wave for like would you know or is it just like a you just you just know by your breath and <laughs> um, it depends it's kind of a hard one it's usually not that long okay and um, what happens when you're surfing is like when you fall all the wind gets knocked out of you yeah so you don't or you've paddled really hard to like either get over a wave or you've mm-hmm. paddled really hard to catch the wave mm-hmm. so you're completely out of breath anyway mm-hmm. so I, like i can hold my breath for a few minutes um like here now yeah. but when you're out there it might yeah. only be 15 seconds that would be a long yeah. hold down yeah. but you're so rattled from like getting pushed down deep mm-hmm. um but yeah i've had a few like long hold downs mm-hmm. where I've felt that I'm never going to come up. <laughs> but we wear like impact vests, pull vests when yeah. it's really big. So yeah. it does get okay. a lot quicker. Yeah. Um, yeah. I don't know. Yeah. I, I haven't had long enough that I've had a bad <laughs> one. <laughs> Definitely some scary ones, but, uh, yeah. 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 Um, and I think as well, from what I've picked up, there's, a lot of risk management as well like you said about your impact your vest and stuff um and then you did yeah. the training you mentioned as well yeah yeah i did i think a lot of people maybe you've just see your photos and stuff and do associate surfers with maybe adrenaline junkies yeah, on yeah. The big waves um there is a lot of thought and care and uh skill and professionalism i suppose mm-hmm. as well goes into it as well yeah um yeah I, like i've done like in-person training i've done online webinars mm-hmm. uh with patagonia and uh, their big wave um they're the brag uh, course okay um big wave risk assessment group okay and that was really useful mm-hmm. and like it's good to do these courses just because although you might not learn something new like mm-hmm. when you repeat all these actions over and over again mm-hmm. when something does go wrong like for me, I always find that you do resort to your training. Like mm-hmm. in sailing, we mm-hmm. all learn CPR mm-hmm. to be an instructor or, um, the yacht clubs usually run like, um, 
those courses and mm-hmm. it's nice to know when stuff does go wrong that like that's what yeah. you resort back to and yeah. um, yeah. that's it and then the Irish Toe Surf Rescue Group and um, that's really good because mm-hmm. they've had loads of experience over I think they've been going for maybe 10 or 15 years okay. so everyone knows kind of what to do and every time there is an incident like mm-hmm. there is a like kind of debrief afterwards like mm-hmm. what could we have done better like what was new what did we not prepare for yeah. um and like we have a whatsapp group so everyone kind of mm-hmm. chimes in and yeah. um yeah that's good so yeah it is it's, it's like constantly building the knowledge and yeah and safety and stuff. yeah because mm-hmm. no one wants to get hurt like we Absolutely. are we're, it is you are there to have one mm-hmm. like yeah it is a passion and mm-hmm. um, but like everyone has a job everyone has a family yeah like yeah it's yes some people are professional but the majority mm-hmm. of us are just doing it for fun yeah. like so yeah. uh yeah. yeah cool um surfing communities as well so in ireland it sounds like everyone's very friendly yeah <laughs> is there places that it's not, it can't, sometimes isn't as friendly or welcoming yeah like ireland is very friendly there it does get quite competitive in mm-hmm. areas and mm-hmm. um, and like yeah but generally if you respect the rules and respect the locals mm-hmm. like you're gonna have a, a good session and mm-hmm. um, as long as you're not trying to get like loads of waves mm-hmm. everyone is really friendly and mm-hmm. um, me coming from dublin like i don't have a home break mm-hmm. and like i'm never a local when mm-hmm. i go away and mm-hmm. um, yeah you just have to respect the rules mm-hmm. wait for your turn um and just slowly build up a relationship yeah. with everyone that is yeah. a local mm-hmm. um but yeah when i travel i kind of i'm dying to come home because it's it is different uh-huh. but it's because i guess it works well in ireland because throughout the whole winter it is quite difficult to surf all year round mm-hmm. like in january february march like the water is like three or four degrees and mm-hmm. um, like you're fucking like breaking ice off your booties <laughs> you're like your gloves are frozen you're wet you're soaked because mm-hmm. you can't dry it overnight yeah. um and like so when you're out there like day in day out with these people like mm-hmm. everyone is just happy to be in the water yeah and like i don't know if you don't want to be there you're not going to be there because yes. uh it's so hard um but then yeah when like you go abroad like to europe it's a lot more competitive you have a lot more people competing for like that one wave that everyone is like dying to get mm-hmm. um and you do get shouted at mm-hmm. you do like have unreasonable behavior towards you uh you're talking about your recent trip so paddled out and like it was it was like fine it, it was maybe like four four to six foot like quite big plenty of ways to go around and like two local guys and um, i was sitting like well like uh like on the shoulder compared to them uh-huh. um and they were like catching waves sometimes not catching waves and um one of them was paddling out after catching a wave and he was just like speaking uh like quite aggressively towards me and i ended up going in after like one or two hours like he was like splashing me he was telling me to go in and like it's just because i wasn't from there um and he i don't know thought they need to say that to me but 
at the end of the day, like he's from there and I don't make the rules, so mm-hmm. whatever, I'll respect him. <laughs> yeah. Is there I was trying to think, is there a way around it? Like would it are you better like contacting someone who is a local and going out with them or is that is that possible in the, in the surfing community or is that um, hard to do? It's hard to do, I guess, yeah. yeah. Like you just have to in that situation, like you just have to keep going out, and yeah. eventually he'll get the idea that you're yeah. going. Well, not him, but that type of person yeah. will get the idea that you're not going anywhere. You yeah. are always going to be there. Yeah. Well, not always, but like, and like he's not going to surf every day, so and yeah. um, you just do it that way. And yeah. um, but yeah, at the end of the day, like the best thing you can do is just be respectful. Mm-hmm. Um, you don't always have to paddle in, but like, mm-hmm. yeah, just. Mm-hmm. Avoid uh, getting under their nose too much. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, you don't want your tires left on or anything. Yeah, like yeah, which does happen. They're like yeah. wax put on your window, yeah. and yeah. Um, yeah, just don't do anything to really piss them yeah. off. <laughs> but generally in Ireland, it's pretty. Yeah, generally in Ireland, it is really good because, and like I guess, respect breeds respect. Yeah, absolutely. So everyone waits their turn, um, and once that system's in place, like. If everyone's waiting for their turn, mm-hmm. then like it is a system and yeah. like it's like a conveyor belt. Yeah. People just wait their turn and uh, everyone has a good time yeah. and that's just the best that's way what to it's do all it. About, yeah. yeah. And then if someone is acting the dickhead, like paddling inside everyone, mm-hmm. like people, someone will call them out mm-hmm. and they'll feel like a right feel like mm-hmm. because everyone mm-hmm. else has been waiting their yeah. turn. Yeah. So yeah, it's it works well. Yeah. If I, if I was to try and get into surfing what would be the best way to go about it what would be the best way um it's definitely start off with a few lessons mm-hmm. first yeah uh down claire bundor and sligo yeah uh, strand hill or something um or out in mayo and just like get really comfortable like with an instructor there um and then yeah just get a foamy and just like actually go surfing mm-hmm. people are always like how do i like learn how to surf well like you have to go Just to the beach it. and yeah. get in the water yeah. <laughs> it's like it is really difficult like mm-hmm. first few times you go out you can't talk to a wave mm-hmm. like you are literally face down in the water <laughs> but you overcome it and yeah. then you have a skill for life and like yeah but like days like today like you can find some waves and it does become really fun if I didn't have these water sports throughout the winter, it would be such a long winter. Yeah. Now I find like the summer is not, quite not long. any not anymore, Ryan. You have a boat to, <laughs> <laughs> to keep me. <laughs> yeah. Um. Um. But yeah, like we all find the summer quite long. There hasn't been that many waves over this yeah. summer, and like we're all dying for winter again. Mm-hmm. Um. Mm-hmm. So yeah, it is great, and uh, Ireland is such a amazing place to surf over the winter. So yeah. it's a good. Good uh, thing to do. Yeah, I was actually um, I was in Cornwall and I knew. Have you heard of a wave project? Yes. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. They have a, a group up in the north coast. I find find it quite good. Uh, it was interesting to read about it because it be like provides surf therapy and stuff. So there was obviously a big side of like introducing people to new sports and perhaps maybe outside their comfort zone. Like yeah, yeah. Um. To try and yeah use it as a force for good in terms of uh, I think Gary I remember 
had a documentary and stuff like people with anxiety and all using yeah using it to get outside and experience new things so like mm-hmm. the sport is definitely a good i don't want to call it a tool but like it could be used as a method for definitely yeah well like yeah. it teaches you like discipline like it's like yeah it, it's if you really dedicate like a portion of your life to get and go to something mm-hmm. that in turn teaches you a whole like set of tools for yeah. life and how mm-hmm. to deal with uh like conflicts and problems and yeah. like surfing has taught me like discipline and like i don't know you're out in mother nature there's something a lot bigger than you happening yeah. and like you can be put in your place by it mm-hmm. if you mm-hmm. like mm-hmm. try and do something yeah. that's above your <laughs> yeah above your skill level or pay grade yeah. um and like also the sense of community yep uh like people having your back like that only comes from like developing trust yeah. and like them relying on you and you relying on them mm-hmm. and building that trust and um yeah and like then there's the physical uh, aspect to it mm-hmm. like i want to um keep pushing my body mm-hmm. so i can like surf better waves mm-hmm. and like be comfortable with myself and mm-hmm. then like mentally like have the mental strength to like not breathe when i'm like when you underwater want to, when you yeah. want to. <laughs> uh, yeah. and like there's a whole kind of like mindfulness and meditation kind mm-hmm. of like aspect to surfing mm-hmm. um and like it just teaches you like to like i don't know it teaches all these skills mm-hmm. while also being mm-hmm. a really enjoyable and fun mm-hmm. activity yeah um and yeah so mm-hmm. like why why wouldn't you learn <laughs> yeah um so your plan going forward then the you have the boat here that you'll hopefully get ready i'm talking to you your plan is to merge surfing and sailing to go yes. around. you're saying you're planning to go to the north uh scotland and then tell us a bit about that so yeah i guess like you see people in french Polynesia and fiji and hawaii and they sail and surf like really amazing waves Uh but it's quite difficult to do that here yeah however um in the springtime i'd love to with all going well with the with the boat project um, i'd love to sail up to the outer hebrides Mm -hmm. and um have a little sail and surf trip up there Mm -hmm. then go around to the north of scotland and there's some really good waves there so kind of merge the two of them that way and then i from there i'd love to go up to uh, norway mm-hmm. i'm not too sure about surfing i do know that there is some like kind of maybe novelty slash okay waves there yeah but i think it's just a really amazing and beautiful place mm-hmm. all the fjords mm-hmm. uh, look like an amazing place and it would be a shame to i don't know, go to north scotland and not go across yeah and um, so that would be a little exploring over the summer maybe mm-hmm. and then back uh sail back to scotland and go through the caledonian canal and mm-hmm. uh, obviously no waves there and um, but yeah that would be kind of a few months where i'd be testing the waters literally mm-hmm. uh with the sailing and surfing um aspect and then well obviously it would be amazing to end up in uh the pacific <laughs> in french polynesia and actually <laughs> have some uh, nice warm temperatures to go sailing and surfing in that's um, that's a long-term 
That's um, long term, yeah. Okay. Yeah. And are you going to do this all by yourself? Uh, I'm planning to do it. I'm planning to do it all by myself, and it would be a bonus if there was anyone doing it. Okay. So uh, that's kind of how I'm building the boat. So it is like a kind of solo expedition mm-hmm. boat. But if there's more people, that's just a bonus. Yeah. And um, so I definitely have friends that will like, that would love to do some of the trips with me. Mm-hmm. Um, but obviously people have commitments. And yeah. Uh, yeah. So that's kind of the general plan. Yeah. So no, no commitments. Avoid any yeah. commitments at home, right? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Keep yourself. Yeah. Uh, fair enough. Yeah. Keep uh, the head down. <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> stay out of, stay out of trouble. Yeah. Um, so. As well as surfing and sailing, Ryan, I've also seen on social media you sell oysters, trick oysters. Can you tell me a bit about that? So, um, yeah, uh, where do I even start? (laughs) So, uh, one of my very close friends, Jack, his father started a restaurant out in Hoth. Okay. And his father is a Michelin star chef. And Do you want to give him a shout out? His name is Aidan McManus. Okay. And what's the restaurant called? The King Citric. Nice. And my friend is Deck McManus and he's taken over the restaurant. Brilliant. Uh, it's a restaurant and accommodation. It's like the most unique restaurant I've ever been to. Okay. So they use all local uh, shellfish, fish and um, all Irish seafood basically. Yeah. Uh, that's their whole menu. That's what they've based the menu on uh-huh. for, since it started. And... Um, one of the so where did we even start there was this host festival thing called the prawn festival and mm-hmm. um, where all of the local restaurants in host uh got to put up a stall and any tourists that came to host got to go to this festival mm-hmm. and eat like uh, any of the kind of signature dishes that that we made and for we did it like for a fair the first couple of years and we were like doing prawns doing mussels and we were doing oysters. I was just helping out uh, Deck, like mm-hmm. doing this, and the oysters started to really like kick off. Mm-hmm. So we were using uh, Cali oysters. So okay. they are based in Galway, and they're the oldest oyster farm family in Ireland. Okay. And their oysters are quite different to everyone else's oysters. Okay. They're just perfect. Right. They're amazing. Um, and. Over the years, we were kind of working with Kelly's and, um, like we learned how to properly shuck an oyster. Mm-hmm. And then they're obviously served in the restaurant. And we started to kind of like do more and more events and slowly started. Well, we think that we slowly started to make oysters more popular around Ireland. Okay. Slash mm-hmm. mainly in Dublin. Mm-hmm. And, um, yeah, so now, like, I think we've done six festivals this summer alone, mm-hmm. and this is, like, probably my 10th year doing it. Brilliant. And uh, I'd say I've probably shocked close to, like, 100,000 oysters at this stage. Okay. Um, Sorry, I, I'm going to sign ignorant here. What does mm, shock mean? The shock show? means preparing an oyster. Right. To yeah. be eaten. Okay. So we serve our oysters raw. Yeah. So oysters are a bivalve mollusk uh-huh. and um they come in a shell and to like eat them you remove the top shell, uh-huh. you remove the oyster flesh from the shell, um it's attached by two tendons which yeah. make it open and close. Yeah. And then we pair it with uh 
uh, red wine, vinaigrette, yeah. shallots, and parsley, or we, yeah, we have a few different dressings. Um, and like the only way to describe what the experience is like is just like jumping into the freshest, freshest seawater in the world. When you, what, when sorry, you when, when you, when you, yeah. to, okay. When you eat one, it's just like, it's like going for your sea swim. Okay. In a mouthful. <laughs> It's like, it's, it's life changing. <laughs> and they're like packed full of like stuff that's really good for you. Zinc, potassium, mm-hmm. B vitamins, um, like they're an aphrodisiac because mm-hmm. of like these reasons. Like, uh-huh. um, and yeah, like a lot of people come up to us and they're like, Oh, I don't like oysters. Like, and it's like, well, have you tried them? And it's like, no. And it's like, okay, well, yeah. like, do you want to try them? Or they have, or they have tried one. And like it hasn't been shucked well, mm-hmm. like it hasn't been cared for properly, mm-hmm. like either um in the kitchen or like in its lifetime mm-hmm. of grown okay. uh to the size of the shell that you want. Mm-hmm. Um so like working with Kelly's uh who take great pride in their oysters, mm-hmm. so they kinda work as like a co op. They have their um beds in um the south of Galway Bay, um, and like they work with farmers that are all locals who mm-hmm. have like grown oysters like mm-hmm. for generations. Yep. So that's why the oysters are such good quality. Yeah. And um, yeah, it's just a lot of fun like doing four days of shucking for like a few thousand people. Uh, it's like a great way just to kind of uh use your selling skills and yeah. Uh, you're also giving people like a really like unique Irish food uh slash experience. Yeah. Um and like yeah, it's a lot of fun. Um what's the secret to a good shocked oyster? If a I've used good that word right. Shocked oyster. <laughs> so yeah, it is preserving the flesh in the shell. Okay. So you don't want to stab the oyster. Yeah. And you don't want to um when you're shucking an oyster you don't want to take any of the shells that you're cutting okay. and like have it in the flesh mm-hmm. so it's just a nice clean shuck uh while preserving all of the flesh mm-hmm. inside the shell okay. um, and also keeping the water inside the shell when okay. you've shucked it okay that's kind of what separates uh like a good oyster and a bad oyster is the water that it grows up in mm-hmm. they're three years old the ones that we generally serve mm-hmm. And they filter like a good few liters of water every mm-hmm. hour. So they, that's where they get their whole taste from. Yep. And, um, that water, like it's well in from Kelly's, it's the cleanest like seawater yep. in the world. Mm-hmm. So, uh, it's like has such a unique crispy taste. Yep. Um, so yeah, that's, you just want to preserve, you want to keep your, the oyster like as best as possible yep. before. Yeah. And we shook it to order. So mm-hmm. you come to us, you want three oysters, we shook them in front of you. Ah, okay. So like So it's proper fresh. Proper fresh, yeah. Yeah. yeah we yeah. don't serve them we don't leave them on ice. We don't um yeah, we don't like do anything. We yeah. just shook them to order and nice. like then we know exactly what oyster we've given you. Yeah. Like there's about thirty calculations that go on when you open an oyster, like what to do and it's all just happening automatically in our heads okay. to give you like the best experience with an oyster. Okay. So, a lot goes into it. But, uh, yeah, we have a little, we built a little trader, uh, last year. Mm-hmm. 
that we go around to events and weddings with and mm-hmm. like before we I don't know what we were doing but like we'd build a bar mm-hmm. and uh, a whole kind of unit each festival mm-hmm. um, which like took like a few days to do <laughs> but now we just have a self-contained unit with yeah. bridges and uh, we just pull out our bar and have a little awning so nice. yeah are you still going to do that going forward is that the plan or is that yeah so um, I have in my calendar like the events that we okay. do like every mm-hmm. year um, and yeah, if I can go sailing and travel back for those events, mm-hmm. then um, be perfect. Be, it will be perfect. Yeah. yeah. Um, is that so? Is that a wee business? Do you wanna? What's the name of it? The, it we just do it through the King Citric. Okay. Yeah, so it's, it's all just, part of the same. Yeah. And you can, I think, it's Oyster Bar at King Citric okay. for bookings. So, so if anyone wants to book, they can check. check yeah. Out. Nice one. Yeah. Um. Awesome, man. Well, yeah. thank you very much. <laughs> no, thank you. Uh, I've had a great time coming down. Uh, oh, the weather's been crap, but sure. I think we've made we, the most of it. We absolutely have. I think we're pretty good at that in Ireland, aren't we? Yeah, just, <laughs> need to be. Just, yeah. yeah. Improvise, adapt, overcome. Um, listen, thanks so much, Ryan, for coming on uh, the Coastal Catch-Ups. I'm excited to see, keep up to date with the progress on the boat. Um, I'm also keen to get the I only live mum and dad are 15 minutes up the road so if you need a hand brilliant or if you need tools we have a lot of tools so Excellent. if you forget anything you know oh, I'll pop in by yeah absolutely yeah. Um, you're surfing I yeah I surfing's one of those sports I've never really delved into that much and it was really good to speak with you um, and get your insight into it yeah absolutely Um <laughs> yeah. And you were recently featured on the Surfline magazine. Yeah. Um. So you're going to be in the limelight a bit more. Um. Uh, uh, between this podcast and magazines, <laughs> yeah. you're just. Uh... I'm blown up. And <laughs> um, so my friends, like, they're a lot more talented than me in mm-hmm. uh, in the surf world. So, um, Megan uh, Guida, she is a water photographer. Okay. So and um, her boyfriend Killian. Uh, is one of my best friends mm-hmm. and he's really pushed me in learning to surf the waves that I want to surf. Mm-hmm. He's a lot better surfer than me, mm-hmm. very competitive. Uh, so we like used to go away most weekends together, mm-hmm. like camping out in his van. So yeah, and then Megan's brother, uh, Alexi, I used to windsurf against uh-huh. in competitions. Okay. So I've actually known them since I was uh, like 15 mm-hmm. uh, and I randomly bumped into them on the West. Mm-hmm. Uh, six or seven years ago mm-hmm. and we kind of uh, kicked it all back off again <laughs> and mm-hmm. so yeah like we have a lovely little team and um, and uh yeah i don't know we're just doing what we love and nice. it's great to have megan like capture all these moments because Absolutely. uh like I guess we're not doing them for the photograph but it's a nice little bonus when you come in yeah. And it's also quite humbling because sometimes you think that you've got the wave of your life. <laughs> you have photographic evidence that you're not in the bar yeah. at all, or, or uh, yeah. yeah. So it's uh, it's good. Nice. Yeah. Um, and you can look back at them when you're old and whenever you can't uh, yeah. surf anymore, old and grumpy. And and, yeah, uh, you yeah. Can, you can point them at me like, oh. yeah. I used to do that. Um, <laughs> Listen, Ryan, thanks again, and I look forward to keeping up to date with all these activities you're doing. Um, and yeah, yeah, catch you soon. Thank you very much for coming in.